This episode is brought to you by Tiger Talk, the most effective video feedback platform for your coaching business. Hey, hey, you have found your way to another episode of Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today we are going to talk about coaching. That's right. So many speakers want to have a coaching practice, but they don't even know where to start. They think I'm not a coach. And today we're talking to Marsha Reynolds. Hey, Marsha, what are you your two tips for speakers who want to get into coaching? Well, first of all, you definitely need to get some training so you know what you're doing. And, and the second thing is to really know what your niche, because there's so many coaches out there, you have to really define your expertise. Oh, well, this is going to be a fun conversation. For those of you who don't know Marsha Reynolds, she is a leadership and executive coach, and she's an expert in transformational conversations. And we're going to talk a little bit today about this whole idea of coaching and how to lead people to that transformation. So, Marsha, your first tip was get trained. What do you mean by get trained? Can't you just go out there and say, hi, everybody, I'm an executive coach? Well, you can, but probably what you're doing is just consulting. And there's now so many coaches that are trained that it's going to be confusing to the marketplace to start off with. If you're just consulting and they're actually doing what's training. So to know the distinction of coaching and that that's what you're offering is really a, a, a mental transformation. So it, it ensures long-term behavioral change. And that's what coaching does. And I don't mean you have to go out and get certified and go through long-term training, but just get enough training that you really know the difference between mentoring, consulting, therapy, and coaching. So you mentioned that a lot of people call themselves coaches, but they're really consulting. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Well, you know, this was hard for me because I came out of the training world, you know, and I would do some consulting. So for me, I was telling people what to do. I was giving them my expertise and my opinion. And, and even if they said, yeah, that's awesome. If it got difficult, they usually gave up, you know, and so Part of this is I'm a behavioral researcher, so I was always looking for what's going to ensure long-term behavioral change. When I found coaching, I dug into what does coaching do in the brain? And I recognize that when you have a conversation and you help people to think for themselves, because they're smart, they have ideas, and it's usually more about a lack of confidence, not a lack of ideas. If I can have a conversation that helps them remove those barriers so they know what it is they need to do and they can move forward, they're more apt to make the change. In fact, they'll often make the change right there in our conversation. I'll see the light in their eyes and they're like, oh, I got it now. And they do commit and they do what they say they're going to do, which I never really, you know, that was a difficult thing to get any other way. So I always say the less I say, the more profound I am <laughs> and it was a hard transition for me you know but but the value I provide even though I'm saying less is incredible so as part of that training learning how to listen I mean as speakers we often mm -hmm. are so used to having the full hour on stage mm -hmm. where we just talk is there training involved mm -hmm. to become that listener so that you can guide the people? Absolutely. Well, as a trainer, it wasn't an hour. It was all day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and it, I, 
I even call it receiving. I don't even like to call it active listening because that still feels like you're doing something to someone. And even when I'm listening, I could just be percolating what it is I want to say to you in response. So in coaching, it's, it's, it's all about presence, even more so than listening. It's like, how can I pick up exactly what you're saying but underneath what you're not quite saying and to notice to notice hesitations to notice resistance <sighs> to be curious about the sigh because there's something behind that, that that the person's either not willing to face or it could be a blind spot that needs to be brought to light that could be the moment that we have in the conversation and it could just even take five minutes to all of a sudden for them to see what they couldn't see on the their own that changes their perspective could could in to totally change how they are with people and how they lead people so again it's far more powerful and and it doesn't mean you give up speaking and training because oftentimes coaching is matched with it so i might train and then follow up to make sure that they're truly implementing what they learned and and again what's getting in the way when they reach those tough spots so I will do individual or group coaching after a program so it's interesting because over the years that I've been a professional speaker, I have had people approach me and say, oh, I loved what you said. Can I hire you to coach me? Mm -hmm. Or I've worked with some of the law firms I worked with and they've had me coach lawyers on, on their business development plan. Mm -hmm. But I've never gotten officially trained or certified until recently. And as I started looking around at options, there is a lot of mm -hmm. options out there. I mean, there if you just now. Google like coach training, <laughs> you're going to get a million pages. Yeah. How does somebody distinguish the right program, the right platform? Are they mm -hmm. going to affiliate with a larger coaching program? Are they going to be on their mm -hmm. own? Do they get a certification? Where do you even start on this education level? I would go to the International Coaching Federation website and they have a directory of accredited training programs. Even if you think you're not going to get certified now, you may want to down the road. So you want to make sure the training you get qualifies. So it's, it's not like you have to redo it if you want to be certified. I know quite a few speakers that didn't want to get certified, but now with the pandemic and people are asking for coaching more, they're calling me for just that. But on the website, there's different size programs. You can get a program that's just 30 hours. You can get a program that's 65. You can get a full program to be a professional certified coach, 125 hours. But you can put in your specialty. You can put in your location. And it's going to come up with different programs. Um, and, and then look into it. See what their specialty is, the type of people that uh, that that go to this school maybe you can even ask them could I talk to some of your former students that's what I tell people because I'm on faculty of four schools in four countries and when they're curious I say well here's some people you can talk to to see what their experience was and I would do that so you bring up an interesting point, and that is you said more and more people are asking for coaching. Mm -hmm. I think a few years ago, in, in my niche of having worked with lawyers, nobody ever wanted to tell anybody they were working with a business development coach. It was like a secret. Mm -hmm. Now the clients I have, they're, they're putting it on social media. They're so proud that they had a meeting with their with business their development you know, <laughs> yeah. sales coach. So why do you think all of a sudden 
people, it's a badge of honor to have a coach where mm. it used to be something that maybe they didn't tell their friends. Well, when coaching started out, it was looked at as a remedial process that, you know, people in companies, when their manager said, we're getting you a coach, meant something was wrong with them. Um, you know, and they associated it with therapy, like, you know, I'm messed up. Well, what they're finding, you know, I do a lot of coaching in development programs with uh, high potential uh, employees that are moving into leadership with women's development programs, that it truly is a way of expanding who they are and what they can do. So people are finally getting that coaching isn't just to fix me, which it's not, but coaching is to develop me, to make me even see myself in a broader way, not just the world around me and and that message has gotten out and and also that so many top CEOs are like very proud that they have a coach and so it's like well they're doing it so maybe I should too so your second tip was that people should be very be very clear on their expertise. Mm -hmm. So why can't you just be like a, a coach on everything or anything? <laughs> well, even though I'm saying, you know, I don't want you to tell people what to do, when they go to hire me, they're looking at my background. And I have a very strong corporate background and uh, that says to them, well, they know our problems, even if I haven't worked in their industry. But I have to say that my very first, quote, stranger client, somebody I didn't know or wasn't referred to me, um, was an attorney. And he called me and he says, well, have you ever coached a lawyer before? And I said, no, but I was married to one. And he said, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, it's more about their trust and safety level than it is anything else. And so um, and it's also for me to define my business. I like working uh, with clients on their relationships, on their ability to communicate, to connect. I often get difficult clients, you know, send them to Marsha. They need emotional intelligence. They're just nasty, rude people. But that's okay. I'm good with that. I'm really good with that. I'm a pretty direct coach. Um, but I don't do like career transition. I have people I refer to, and um, you know, and, and I and I don't do life coaching only because that's just not my expertise. And I tend to work with corporations and their higher paying contracts. <laughs> so I like that. So, you know, when you say this is my expertise, then they can define that you have a background um, that works for what we need. I'm Preston Chin, a communications coach from MIT and the co-founder of Tiger Talk. We're an easy-to-use, AI-powered video feedback platform, helping you give clients time-stamped, actionable feedback twice as fast without having to write long emails. Only 20 slots are available in our private beta. Visit tigertalk.io to claim one of those 20 slots. tigertalk.io, the most effective video feedback platform for your coaching business. So speakers who are listening to this podcast have the huge, vast different types of topics. Mm -hmm. Are there any topics or areas of expertise that play really well to mm -hmm. becoming an executive coach? Mm -hmm. And are there some topics that play really well to maybe becoming a life coach or some other form of coach? Yeah. Well, I want to step back a little, just like in speaking, you don't want to say you speak on anything or train on anything because then you're just a commodity. You're not specialized. So, you know, th there's a need to do that. But in the workplace, you know, it really is uh, what's come up especially through the pandemic, is that the t 
top leadership skills now are empathy, emotional intelligence, creating psychological safety. So it is all about how we connect, how we make people feel in, in you know, as things have changed and we're in a period of accelerated change, nothing's going back to anything of what it was before. So um, in, now that's my lens, so I see that. I don't do like business development because that's more of consulting, um, you know, but strategy, you know, you might work with leaders on uh, envisioning the future and things like that, and I think that would be important. Um, but recognize, too, that even with those companies that are super successful during the pandemic, and that's really my base right now, is that they're growing too fast you know I have like a, a software educational software company and they're just acquiring 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 and and trying to merge cultures that's a usually a disaster you know so bringing people together and helping them you know respect each other and be with each other is is a huge thing and 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 I think that's that's really important again I'm often asked to coach uh, you know difficult uh, clients, but I also have a specialty in 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 women's leadership because that was my doctoral dissertation. So um, I, I recently uh, got a very good contract uh, based on that. So I, I think that in 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 life, again, do you help people with their career transitions? Do you talk about who you are and your life purpose? Um, what is it that you would sell yourself as an expert, as a speaker? That's what you would then add to or transition to in your coaching. So you're on the faculty of four different coaching schools. Mm -hmm. So you and people call you all the time from the speaker world who know you and they're like, mm -hmm. hey, Marsha, I want to be a coach. <laughs> so you've seen a lot of people yeah. go from other backgrounds, whether it's speaking mm -hmm. or corporate or whatever, mm -hmm. into this coaching world. Mm -hmm. What are some of the right reasons people get into coaching and what are some of the wrong reasons? So I always tell people, you know, look at, at what is your purpose? Why do you do what you do when you're speaking, when you're out there in the world? It's not to speak, but there's a purpose. There's something that you want to uplift, you want to create, you want to make a difference. You know, you should align that with you with your coaching and again understand that probably if you add coaching to what you do or you just go into that um, into coaching on its own that you're going to be able to go much more deeper into your purpose to truly make that difference for people so I would focus on that that this is going to help me make the difference I want to make people get your passion you know they get your energy that this is important and that's you know really it's about the energy between us that sells in my mind um, than what I want out of you <laughs> so it's it's like what's the difference you want to make in this world get clear on that so, Marsha, when people make the decision to become a coach, mm -hmm. how do they even start marketing it? Mm. Well, like, it took me a couple of years to even call myself coach. It's like, I kind of do this coaching thing because it was weird, you know, because it was so brand new. But there's so many. It's it's common now and, and everywhere in the world. It's, it, it's amazing the growth of coaching. Like, Asia is just it's exploding. Um, you know, and my business was global from the beginning, and so it's it's amazing all of all over. And I recently did a, a, a webinar in, in Nairobi, and I was asked to do one, uh, you know, in another third world country. It's like coaches are are everywhere. Um, 
you know, you got to put it out there that this is what you do and why. Um, and so be very clear. Don't just say, and I also add, co- uh, do coaching as follow up. Because um, then you're not a coach. You're just doing something that will help them implement what you spoke on. So if you want to call yourself a coach, do that. Um, but as soon as you get clients, you know, I, I look back at my testimonials the first couple of years. and I'm like, I don't know what I was doing then. But these people were like, oh, it was so awesome. I really was able to, like, move into my position quickly or I solve my problems. And I'm like, well, I did something. And I think it's just that I gave them a safe space to be themselves. And most of the time in a day, we don't get that. And, and so even if you're not that skilled, no that just giving people that space to talk through issues, challenges that they can't do with anyone else, how critical that is. So, you know, call yourself a coach in the areas that you have expertise. Draw on the industries that you've had. Even if you want to get away from that, you can get away from it later. But you need to get clients who trust you, trust your background, that you understand their challenges. Get some clients, get some testimonials. You know, whenever anyone on LinkedIn says something about, oh, I loved your you know, your webinar the other day, this is what I learned. Even with webinars, I'll say, can I use your words as a testimonial? You know, but I put out a lot of uh, coaching demos on YouTube. And um, if they remark on that, can I use your words as a testimonial? I ask them right away because they've just been excited and said something nice. And so I collect that um uh, you know, it, the business is, a lot of it is, is referral. Um, all my business now, I, 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 it's like, I don't even know where they come from, but it's like, oh, I saw you and I've heard of you over the years and, and so we want you. And I'm getting a lot of that. It's like, no, it's nobody else. We want you. I even had a crown prince a week ago tell his agency, I read her books, go get her. (laughs) So yeah, get your books out there, get your podcasts, your, you know, your webinars, your, um, I still do a lot of blogging and people read that and little videos. I do little tip videos. So on my YouTube channel, get yourself out there. So they see you, they hear you and they say, I want to work with you. So much like people who go into the speaking industry from the outside, sometimes people come into coaching and they don't know what to charge. And Mm -hmm. obviously, I'm not going to ask you for specific prices, but but Mm -hmm. how do people find out what the value is Mm -hmm. and what the market bears around pricing your coaching services? Where do you even start to put a number on it? So we can't talk numbers. We huh? don't talk numbers. The National Speakers Association doesn't like that. But, so but it's in, hard in to answer that question. How do people figure um, it out? Uh, first off, as one of my clients told me, price it higher than you think. Okay. Um, I had a client actually double my fee because she said, you know, the men that come in, this is what they're charging. You need to charge as much as them. Yeah. And so she taught me a lesson um, that better that you go a little higher and have them say that's a little high and then you can negotiate it. Um, But it depends. I have a different fee structure if I'm coaching a CEO or a senior VP than a manager, you know, that if it's... uh, a senior manager, middle manager, um, you know, and then group coaching is different as well. So, but I always do packages, always do packages like 12 sessions. 
you know, 16 sessions. I do a live 360 where I interview uh, 10 to 12 people, manager, peers, direct reports. Uh, and, and I want to jump in here. You mm-hmm. do that directly. You interview the people. I it's interview not a 360 them. where they I, send an email link and people fill it out. You make the calls. I do live 360 because those paper things, you know, they, they don't get to the heart. When I interview them, I can really dig in. What do they mean by that? What observations have they had? And I summarize it so it's confidential. Um, and I get so much more out of the live 360. And I price heavily for that because, I, you know, the summary report's not easy. So, you know, there's a couple thousand at least that I add to the contract over that. But you got to figure, um, you know, that uh, it's going to, you're going to be charging more than you think. Just let me just say that, you know, when you, when you start getting into an, an hour, hourly rate. And it's the size of the company, you know, just like you would in speaking, you know, what, what do you, what would they, what kind of funding, what kind of budget they have? I've had no problem just saying, what kind of budget did you put out for this? It's, you know, I have different packages, you know, let me know what you've got, what you were expecting so I can price it appropriately. Sometimes I'll just ask that. So is it like the speaking business? Because I tell people who want to become speakers, go out and make friends with other speakers because you'll mm-hmm. find out a lot of these answers of how do I create mm-hmm. what I speak about, how do I structure it, and how mm-hmm. do I price it? Because you have speaker friends. Mm-hmm. Is it a good idea to have coach friends? Oh, absolutely. You know, your communities are always important. But, you know, every coaching school also has a, a, a module on the business of coaching. And they're going to talk about packages, pricing structures, how you market your business. Um, the people you go to the school with become, you know, your cohort. Uh, and and uh, they'll, you know, you do things with them. So, um, you know, I've gone to every International Coaching Federation conference. I've developed uh, a world worldwide community because it's a global organization Um, and you know these are the conversations you have over dinner Well, Marsha, any last words of advice for somebody who is now inspired after hearing you on Speakernomics mm-hmm. that they're ready to take the leap and become a coach? Yeah, um, it's it's growing like crazy. And for those of you who've said, well, my speaker business have gone away. Well, because the leadership has changed, because the world has changed. And, and companies are finally investing in full coaching c- cultures, which means they need a lot of coaches. And the top is always coached. So the need is growing, even though there's there's so many coaches out there, they still need you. Marsha Reynolds, thank you so much for being here on Speakernomics, and thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. Please come back every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.